1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 202. If you're talking about high school hoops, it's episode five today. But anyway, (laughs) we just try to keep track of the different things that we got going on here at Coach Unplugged. But anyway, um, before we get started on this, I just want to make sure I give a a shout out to our sponsors at Dr. Dish. Um, You know, if you're thinking about getting extra help, if you're thinking about making your team better shooters, if you're thinking about any sort of resource that you can use, This is the number one. I'm telling you, it is a great thing. We've owned a doctor dish. We had an old one. We just bought a new one. It's a great machine. Um, You will not be disappointed. Um, and because they are our sponsors, if you mention coach unplugged, you'll get a $300 discount off your next one. You know, they have financing, they have ways to work with you. Just contact them, tell them that you, they heard about, heard about them on, on, on our podcast and they will take really good care of you. I trust you. Uh, I trust that they will do that. So here we go. Jake and I are going to talk about tryouts today. So this will be a fun one. Um, and make sure you subscribe and like, if you're liking these high school hoops, let us know if you have any specific topics, we would, we would sure love to hear them. All right, here we go. Coach Unplugged High School Hoops tryouts today. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. All right, episode five, take number two of this <laughs> one. I don't know, something was happening with the recording, so it is what it is. Uh, right. is not live, but you know i'm not i'm tech but i'm not that tech so um all right so episode five of high school hoops what do we got for this one
0: um it's everybody's favorite time of the year we're getting ready for everything to get going you know it's the early part of the season is arising and so we're going to address a big topic that is probably the most important thing that you got to do right away is determining how you're going to do your trial and determining your roster for the year um and it's a it's a it can be very difficult. Uh, I think, you know, the more the more I look at it and evaluate it, I think it looks very different from uh, coaching at different size of high schools. I think it's different for uh, programs, where you are in your program. Uh, I, I think it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, so the topic can't be just, you know, what a big D1 program is, like where you coach, Steve, compared to I've coached, where I only had 400 students in the whole high school, Looks a lot different, and, right? Uh, yeah, and, I was and, talking.
1: I was talking to a coach at a clinic this a couple coaches at a clinic this weekend, and they were talking about their schools, and I'm talking about how I do my cuts and all this, and they're looking at me like, "We're just trying to find bodies, you know?" It's right. <laughs> so, um, I think I think you're right. I think the size of the school in which you're picking the team is super important. Because um, if you're if you're not cutting, then you know, I'm not even sure it's tryouts. It's like, do you want to play? <laughs> um, right. You know, but if, if you know, but then it's basically how, how you set that up is going to be different than for me for the first couple of days where I'm trying to differentiate kids and figure out who can make the team and who can help us and who can't. Um, and you were at like kind of a middle school, like not middle size school. Right. Um, so how, did, how is it different for you? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to cut, I'll cut 15, 20 kids easy. Every year,
0: oh, I had never have ever had to cut a child when I was coaching high school basketball. It was really about, you know, the group coming in those those years, you know, especially trying to re- rebuild the program. You're lucky just to have numbers. Right. Um, uh, like sometimes in our, on the girls side, you know, we had years where they only had two teams. Um, we've always been lucky enough to have three teams. But some years you're trying to survive to even have three squads. You know, kids, right. kids become uneligible. Uh, kids get hurt. Uh, kids quit because they're not happy because they're not getting their minutes you know it's it's a very it's a very it's a very difficult task for those people trying to rebuild a program out there Um, you it it takes time it is it's, it's it's there's there's no perfect uh uh a one size fits all, you know, and uh, it, it's really it's really hard when you uh, are trying to build a program and you got kids that maybe only got two seniors and you got a bunch of sophomores and you're trying to figure out where you really think the sophomore is going to play. Is he going to get enough minutes? And you know, right. and then also every state is different. You know, I think we're under a lot of stress in the state of Wisconsin because we don't. We only really have time with our kids in the summer, and it's limited. Um, right. You know, a lot of our the other coaches out of the states they really understand what their kids are doing. And a lot of these guys are just all basketball kids, and our guys are playing other sports. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I time. think
1: a lot of other school, a lot, a lot of other states, you can like work out four or five kids at a time. You can't have necessarily a practice, but you can work them out during during the year yeah like uh, we're basically in a dead period during the school year <laughs> it, it, it's really hard you know you just have
0: open gyms and that's basically it and uh you know for us you know and it's also depending on the relationship that you have with your ad and your schedule or where things start you know right. a lot of coaches that probably have new jobs this year are getting an early game right away as their season starts and you're wondering how to fill everything in and you're stressed out you got trials and you want to get this over old- with because you want to get right to the gritty and get your team going and start building all those things. It's it's a very the first couple of days is very stressful um, right. as a coach. It really is, and so uh, and not only just how to run trials, just to, to, to advice out there to all coaches that it, it is a stressful time, especially for those that are not veteran coaches. And you know how, how do we make this all work so we can get everything in? And you know what, it, 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 there's there's no perfect blend, but no you just got to make way. it work, and you got to so, get you got to get that no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. There's no, there's no, there's no perfect recipe. I think there's a, well, and we'll talk about what we, uh, we'll talk in a second about what we think would be important things to do during tryouts. I think that's important if you're going to have tryouts and you have to cut kids. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, I think if you, if you do have to have tryouts and you do have to cut kids that if they, if they, if they have the heart enough to come and try out that you have to talk to them. Um, You and I have talked about this before that, you know, I'm not a big one on posting numbers or listing, uh, you know, if if someone is wanting to try out for my program, I'm going to sit down and talk to them. I'm going to uh, have a conversation about why they didn't make the team or they did make the team. I think that's an honest thing. I think as a coach, you have to be honest that the, they may not a- agree with it, but I think it's it's fair to them that, you know, here's, here's where you are, here's where I see you are you know, maybe you can't play for us this year kind of thing. Um, but what, what do you think is important as far as running trials?
0: Well, I, uh, I think conditioning is huge. I think you have to see where kids are, if they're, uh, you know, are ready for the season, you know, are, are they going to be able to handle it? You know, right. at the highest level at the varsity level, you know, conditioning is huge. You can, you can kind of see where kids are at, at their conditioning level, and then I also think you've got to watch them play. Anybody can do a ball handling drill and so forth. You've got to be able to see things wide open. Um, yep. and you're you're going to know who your top players are from already in the summer and so forth. And it's making those individual decisions and you know those couple maybe key players or finalizing your roster that you really got to look at. So gearing what you're going to do with that to make those decisions are the big things
1: yeah and I think I think it. something's really important too. It's like when you're saying you, you gotta have them play, I'm not necessarily convinced it has to be five on five um, because i I use the analogy this weekend. It's like I could be you could put me on the bucks. We might not win, but I, they can hide me, you know um, you know if someone someone posts me up, they can double. There's all sorts of things you can do on five on five and you can kind of hide that's why i think in tryouts it's important to do one on one two on two and three on three where they have to show their individual skills they have to play together if you play two on two or you've ever been to a gus macker tournament you're playing three you can't hide you know there's there's too much space there's you know um so in two on two one on one obviously gives you one aspect of the game and then two on two gives you a different aspect because you know, one person's not going to beat two defenders kind of thing. So I think that's, I think pulling that into your tryout practice plan is extremely important. I think there's also just, you know, I think everybody is in, in concerned
0: these days and how schools run and everything about making sure that you're doing it in the proper way. So you don't have a lot of politics and, and issues right. as, as a year, as a year goes on and doing it right, you know, and you know, it, it's it, it's such an overwhelming thing because you you're trying so hard to get that roster set up, but you're also trying to make sure that you're making the, the best effort to and give fair. every kid a chance yeah. and, be, yeah. and be fair. Yeah. Um. But but in the end, you have a a good sense of idea what your team is gonna to look like already so like another question I have is a bigger program is how do you divide up your uh your uh tryouts and so forth especially for our listeners out there you know for like a high school like that I had are times where we would have the whole program be trying out together I don't see it, if that's the case from a bigger high school what does it look like for you compared to maybe a smaller high school like that I've coached at before
1: yep so so yeah, we're a school of about two thousand. So um, I usually have the freshman tryout with the freshman. Um, obviously, if you're if you're if I know of you and and uh, and have seen you play, then I might move you to a different level at that point. Um, and the same thing goes with sophomores. Uh, you know, I might have a sophomore come try out with me. I've had what I've done before. I'm trying to think of my son's group. I might've had three or four of them come up and then most of them, I'm, they tried out for a day or so. And it's like, well, you guys aren't really ready and here's why. And I want you to be able to play. So I move them back down um, and let them try out the sophomore level then. So I kind of stagger it um, in the sense that I want my team picked first. And then it kind of staggers to the JV or sophomore team, which is our next level. And then the freshman team. Um, so we have three levels. We basically have varsity, we have junior varsity, um, and then we have freshmen. So, you know, I want to get my, my roster is going to get set. Um, you know, obviously juniors and seniors would be I don't normally play them down at the JV level. And then, you know, obviously the sophomores, if there's some freshmen, you come up. So that's I think you got to think of it in terms of a, a pyramid or, you know, I'm at the top of the pyramid or, you know, kind of building blocks. Um, so we want to obviously get the 15 best players on my team, and then we figure out, because we're not dealing with a number issue for the most part, Um, (laughs) you know, when I first started, I think there was no cut policy, and we had four freshman teams, I think, my first year, first couple of years, it was crazy, Um, but now we've, and and that was something I said, we got to have a cut policy at the freshman level, because it's just, you know, kids got to go do something else at some point um and i think we're being more honest with them if they're the 30th freshman are they ever going to probably play varsity maybe but the odds are probably not not great at that point so um so that's what i try to do as far as kind of you know and I, every year there's a, a handful of surprises like whoa, this kid's good enough to make money you know every year it not nothing really surprises us very much anymore but at at tryouts we're always kind of surprised like oh there's a kid ooh, he there's a freshman that needs to move up and blah 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 so it's a little bit different than probably a smaller school where you're trying to just get you know maybe everybody together to kind of take a look and and i and i work myself and i work myself down too like i'll leave my varsity guys at some point, go down watch the, the JV practice or tryouts, and then I'll go down and we'll try to watch the freshmen to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, yeah. We go twice. We go twice a day too. I'm not sure about you, but we go in the morning and then we go after school for a couple. Yeah, days.
0: we. I did. I do it for a couple of days. I realize that after that, I can only handle that for so long, and I think it gets really hard on
1: the kids to go two days for too long. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I try to do it at least a day, maybe two days, but after that, it's like it's just—they're not used to it. Their bodies are not set up to get up that early. It just doesn't work, you know. Right. It, it, yeah, and and to be honest, early in my career, i do more two days later in the year, and I don't even do that anymore because just, it just—it beats them up so bad. They were trying to make them, um, you know, it's a marathon. And it ain't—it's not a sprint, but anything else with tryouts i mean i think i think that
0: it really comes down to determining rosters then because i think that uh, a coach is getting those situations about younger players and how to make that decision of when a younger player is ready you know i i don't know if there's a special a special formula you know is there a percentage of when you look at it you know and it's so hard too because how a kid, you won't really know what that kid really looks like till he gets into an actual game because the scrimmage is the scrimmage and a practice is a practice till you really realize that that kid's going to be beneficial at, at, as a um
1: uh a freshman or a sophomore. Right, and I think there's a couple things. I think you, you got to think of it in terms of a teacher too. It's like I don't really want to put a kid in calculus that's not good at pre-calc. Or right. I don't want to put a kid in algebra two that hasn't passed algebra one. You know, so it's really hard to sometimes. Um, you know I always tell people er on the on the line of keeping them down and pulling them up later um, rather than pulling them up and pushing them back down had to do both done both consistently through my career but I you know I try to err on the side of not pulling up if I can help it um, and you and you do to be honest with you you make some mistakes along the way but you got to kind of think of it excuse me in terms of a educational thing you got to think of it in terms of you know, am I pushing this kid too fast? Am I trying to get this sixth grader to take algebra when they're not ready to take algebra in sixth grade kind of thing? Um, cause I want them to be successful. So, I think the last thing to
0: understand, too, is just I've made mistakes, you know, in a small town, and we have probably a lot of listeners that have coached in a small community and so forth, trying to make parents happy and so forth, and that, you know, you get this really good group of kids that are freshmen. We should keep them all together, and they should play together and have more success, and the more that I look into that, I think you're hindering some of those elite players and their progress, and yep. you really got, you got to look at, okay, where, like you talked about, about two or three minutes ago, you know, it's really about where that kid fits in their game, not where the, where this, this team, you know, and, and making is. people happy. And you, yep. you I think got again, you got to be true to yourself and what is in the best interest of your
1: program. And what's in the best interest of that kid too, right. to be honest with you, because you know, if my kid's smart enough to take calculus as a sixth grader, they should take calculus and they should go to the university of Wisconsin and whatever. I mean, I've told you, we we run a talented and gifted program for high school kids. Now, there is an issue with can a sixth grader go take calculus at the university? There's a maturity level. Even if he's ready, maybe you don't do it. So there's a very fine line there that you got to kind of balance and read the kid. You got to really try to read the kid, in my opinion. Um, Read the parents, read the kid, read the maturity level. Because sometimes, sometimes it's not about the skill level. It's about can they handle being on a varsity roster? Can they handle the practices that are going to come with it? Can they handle those things that are going to happen every day? So that, that's as big an issue sometimes, I think, too.
0: Right. Um, it, you know, you, you get a lot of slack and you, you, you feel the pressure of numbers and, you know, you keep groups together to, you know, continue the numbers to grow and so forth and it becomes hard but you also i think you have to realize is uh, is is in the best interest of the kid i think you you put a, a great point but there is pressure that you're going to get when you're selecting roster rosters from previous youth coaches saying oh we need to keep this group together they're going to be the be, be the best group and especially in the small town communities and you just got to go with uh what is your key players, putting them in the right positions, so right. not trying you're to make anybody else them. happy. If he they're, ready, if the they're
1: ready, you're challenging them. If you're ready, you're challenging them. That's what you want to do. The way you get better at things is you're challenged. You make mistakes. You you, you, you know. You have to fight through that. Um, and one point that we did not make is I think there's no difference between tryouts and the first day of practice. You better have a plan. You better, You better know exactly what you're doing when you walk in that gym you better have every minute of every second planned out, ready to go. Here's what we're going to do. Blah, 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 um, mil- military precision when you're doing this. It shouldn't be any different than your normal practice as far as, you know, expectations and that kind of stuff. Even if you're having a cut or not having to cut, um, especially in the smaller towns, if you're not cutting and you're, you may be quote unquote, a tryout, but that you're, you're setting the precedent for every kid that's coming back. So, right. For All right. Sure. Per- good. Any other things? That sounds really good.
0: No, just, no, I think, I think it's perfect. I think that we can, uh, young coaches out there taking on a high school job is, you know, just focus on looking at the real, the real ability in each player as you make those decisions. Don't worry about the group. Uh, and then I think you'll, you'll make the right choices as you move forward this season.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I mean, it, it, we've talked about this in dot so much. It's like the two big things is getting your kids to play hard. I'm telling you, it's parents and it's getting your kids to buy in and play hard. And and this is a big one. Tryouts is a big one in that first category because you're dealing with parents. Um, so uh, and 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 at some point we will we should probably talk about aftercuts, but um, we'll do that on a di- on a different one. So um, Yeah it sounds all right all right good all right see you next week. Bye. See ya Bye-bye. bye bye Hey, coach, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, again, if you, if you love these, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better, 14-day free trial. Also, make sure that you subscribe and like. Um, that really helps us in iTunes. And um, I'm hoping that people are – I've gotten great input so far on the high school hoops on Fridays. But if, if you have any input, anything you want us to talk about, you let us know. And have a great weekend. Uh, hopefully stay warm. Uh, get, some of that, get some of that lawn work done before – for winter and the holidays come. So, we'll talk on Monday. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.